0: with minimal cap space and plenty of room on this roster for this Boston Bruins team to have to fill out, they are going to have a hell of an offseason ahead of them. Who do they trade? Who can they sign? Who can they bring back? And what does this roster shape out to be next year? Can they be as competitive as they were this season? We're breaking it all down in today's video. welcome back to another edition of the edge work offseason series today we're looking through we're thinking hey you know we got to find some teams where we could have some fun with these rosters we can make some big moves and then it popped up across the twitter timeline as people are preparing to get ready for july 1st the boston bruins they need some players to fill out this roster and they've got about zero cap space currently looking at 4.937 million dollars of cap space heading into next season so myself alex moreto here we will break down the boston bruins entire offseason plan what they could potentially do or what we think might be uh interesting for them to do going into next year but before we get into that video i want to remind people here to make sure to like and subscribe here to the edgework hq youtube channel if you enjoyed the series as as well, you can hit that notifications button so you get notified every time new videos just like this one come out here on this channel. And as well, we do want to thank our sponsor, Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book and available to betters in Ontario. You can find out what professional betters have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best betters play. You must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly. It is not available currently in the US. But Murado, let's get into it here four point nine three seven million dollars in cap space for the Boston Bruins you're looking at some big holes down the middle you have no additional depth there you got no backup goaltender at the current moment in time how do you go about opening up some cap space for this Bruins team
1: this is uh this is tough like you you have to fill out an entire roster and you basically have no room to do it so like they're gonna have to get pretty creative I think and uh I had a very tough time trying to map this out. Like this took me a lot longer yeah. than it did for some of the other teams we've done. Where I was just sort of like, "Man, like how do you like you do a few moves? You're like, okay, I got space now. You're like, no, that's still not enough to sign the amount of players I have to sign. So yeah, Sweeney's gonna have to get pretty <laughs> creative here. Um, I uh, I started off with a blockbuster. I started off with a blockbuster is what I did because. And I can explain this move and the kind of the logic behind it. But um, I went to Detroit to make this trade. I thought Detroit makes sense as a team with cap space and a team that has sort of needs uh, up front and in net. And uh, I dealt them Taylor Hall and Jeremy Swayman. Um, You know, Hall, you can get that six million off the books. He's got a modified no trade clause, a 10 team no trade list, I believe. I don't think Detroit would be on that list if he were to submit one. Um, I can't imagine they would. That's you know a pretty nice market to play in. Uh, he stays on the East Coast. So, yeah, I think that that's, that's very doable. And obviously, Swayman uh, being a guy they could use in nets getting a young goaltender to pair with Huso, who wasn't exactly great. They, they need an answer in that. Maybe Swayman is the guy. And as an RFA, the Bruins just can't afford to bring him. I just don't, th- I don't see how they can afford to bring him back with what he'll probably command where, and you know, with so many other holes yeah. to build. So I think you're going to have to move on from him logically. Um Now this isn't just a pure cap dump. So you're not going to get nothing back from the wings either, right? You're going to get like something of a return here. It's not like some of the other, you know, uh deals we've maybe talked about or seen. So in this case, I, you know, maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's too much. You know, people can, can say how they feel about this in the comments we'll let but us know I, in the
0: comments yeah
1: yeah i'm sure they'll let us know um in you know maybe not so nice terms but uh <laughs> i uh i i added here jonathan bergren um their former second round pick who had a pretty nice uh rookie season jonathan yeah, and um a couple draft picks what's so second and a
0: third all right, are we looking at 2023 here for these draft picks that we're adding in? I mean, it's a it kind of depends on what the team specifically is looking for, but in your scenario here, what were you throwing in?
1: Yeah, I did uh I did a second from the St. Louis's second from this year. The Wings yep. obviously have a, an abundance of picks, right? So uh, I did a, yeah. yeah, and then and then their own third-round pick, the Wings' own third-round pick.
0: Okay. So there you go. So that is the first trade that you're making here, clearing a bunch of cap space with this one. Taylor Hall, out Jeremy Swayman. The rights to Jeremy Swimman, that is out here. You bring back Jonathan Bergeron, uh, brings in 925K. So you save effectively $5 million in cap space here on this deal. You're also bringing back to Boston two draft picks, a 2023 second, which belonged to St. Louis, and a 2023 third round pick. So we're going to submit this one. This is our first trade off and approved there you go uh that's first deal in the books. so now you're currently looking still at a roster size of 15 players but now you are up to 10 million dollars in cap space where's the next place you go
1: yeah so we still need to clear more room here um there's going to be a lot of clearing <laughs> that needs to happen like this is so now i'm gonna you know i'm gonna pivot over i've seen talk about oh they need to trade try and trade all or they need to try and trade DeBrust. they need to try and trade one of them I think you might have to trade both. So uh, I'm going to go here and I'm going to ship out DeBrusque, who is a good young player and who, unfortunately, I just don't think they can keep. Um, and again, you're going to get a decent return from him. It's not like a pure cap dump where you're, you know, a team to take on a bad contract. It's a pretty good contract considering what he, you know, how he produced this year. So uh, I'm going to ship Debrusk over to the Predators. I think a uh, decent landing spot for him there. And I'm going to bring back Yakov Trenin, who is, under team control at a lower average and a third round pick.
0: Okay. So we're going to send over, um, DeBrusque who is currently on a $4 million AAV contract and we're bringing back uh Trennan here in the deal from nashville as well as a 2023 third round pick here there's three options from nashville do you have a preference we're currently looking at a san jose a tampa and a predators third round pick for 2023 is there one you're in more than the other
1: ones right, so let's let's take the middle of the pack one the preds one
0: okay sounds good so throw that in now this will be a change in cap space for the bruins of 2.3 million dollars so submit this trade uh and now we are currently sitting still 15 players on the roster uh but now we are up to 12 million dollars in cap space so you're basically just cycling through roster size staying equal but we've now opened from 4.97 up to 12.3 are you still trying to clear out some roster space here alex
1: a little bit more um, and in an ideal world, you can trade this guy, but I don't know that the market is going to be huge for him. It might be because just the bad defensive class in the uh, in the UFA market this year. But again, Riley, Mike Riley coming off a year where he basically was buried in the AHL um, and he's making three million dollars. I don't think that's a guy you can pay three million dollars this year if you want to fill the yep. roster properly. So we are going to go ahead and buy him out.
0: Okay. Sounds good. So the next move that we're going to make, we're just going to buy out uh, Mike Riley, which gives us the opportunity here to take $3 million off the book. Uh, But that does get it down to, uh, it would effectively be $333,000 for this coming season that he's going to hit us for. Uh, So that does free it up though, at least to 14.979. So almost $15 million but your roster size has now shrunk down to 14. You've lost a player off the roster. Where do you go from here?
1: So now it's about trying to fill out this roster. Now we're like, okay, we've cleared as much space as we probably can. So now let's try and, and round this out. Um, so I'm going to start in the RFA market and bring back uh, Trent Frederick. I think he's a good player who's going to command maybe a little bit more than they could have afforded if they didn't have the uh, these moves to clear out some space. Now you can kind of bring him back. Um, let's say they can agree to something of a longer term with him. Uh, maybe if they can get a longer term, they can get that average down a little bit. So let's go, uh, 2 million average over four years.
0: Okay. So 2 million for four years, Trent Frederick as an RFA first one, bring him back. Uh, are there any other RFAs on this list here for the Bruins that you're currently looking at trying to bring back as well?
1: No, that's it. That's it.
0: That is it for the RFAs for the Bruins. Uh, so as it shapes out now, fifteen Ross uh, Ross size of fifteen, excuse me, and twelve point nine seven. Now we're down two of cap space. What's next here?
1: So this is uh, this is sort of like an ideal situation, obviously, and it's very much up in the air as to what's going to happen. But we're going to bring back. Patrice Bergeron for one more kick at the can here after, uh, after it did not end the way he wanted it to last year, maybe, you know, Sweeney and the guys can convince him to come back for one more season. He's obviously got plenty left in the tank. I think it's a lot more likely they can convince him to come back for another year. than than Krejci So yeah, let's, let's bring him back. Um, I know he made two and a half last year to, to keep this a little realistic. Let's say like one year, 4 million.
0: You think he goes up and up in salary going uh, if he's going to come back? I mean,
1: based on the season he had last year, like I can't, I can see him going for the same amount, um, but like again, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to keep a little bit of realism here, and like it just seems like so idealistic to to bring him back for another two and a half mil at one year.
0: I'll give you counterpoint on this one. Yeah, he's 37 years old. He's dealt with some injury. There may be possibility here that they give him a little bit of load management throughout the season. So he's not going to play back 82 games and he could prioritize the idea of, hey, let's go for playoff success. They obviously had the incredible season they had last year. I don't think anyone there is going to try to say, hey, we got to replicate this. He, even in his mind, could just be like, let me just get through the regular season and we try to win the cup and let's focus on that. So maybe he does take that a little bit less. I'm just throwing out the counterpoint of this where he might say, hey, I'll take a little bit less. Just don't run me out there for he played 81 games last year in the regular season. So he might just tone that down a bit. That's just counterpoint of that side. But uh, that's kind of where I was at. We're looking at the contract of it.
1: Alright, let's let's I mean hey, look, I'm not gonna argue with you. We you're gonna give me a little bit more flexibility here. I'll take a little bit more flexibility. So let's go one year and, and two and a half again.
0: All right. So go one year, two and a half for Patrice Bergeron. Um now currently sitting at ten point four million dollars of cap space, roster size of sixteen. You're currently you've at least got two centers here now. Where uh, what else have we got to try to fill out? Our defense, for the most part, by the way, is pretty much filled out, unless you're going to make any trades or changes there in that sense. So we're looking a lot of uh, uh, looking more towards forwards. But where's the next place that you're going to add to the Bruins team next season?
1: Yeah, we can just round out the the defense and and goalie right now, just to make sure we know exactly what we're working with up front. Uh, I'll bring in one depth guy because you're going to want to obviously seven defensemen. Um, maybe Zaboral's that seventh guy. Maybe not, but we'll bring in uh, Troy Stetcher on a uh, you know short, low deal here. Let's say um, two years, uh, 1.25 average.
0: Okay. So Troy Stetcher, 29 years old. He played 81 games last year. Uh, he was moved from Arizona to Calgary, I believe. That was the mm-hmm. move uh, at the trade deadline. And he was at 1.25 as well last year. So effectively just running that back for him. So bringing another depth piece uh, on defense for the Bruins team. So uh, we still have a position open at backup goaltender here in Boston next season. Who's the one that you're looking to fill that spot? Uh,
1: let's go with um, maybe like a, a James Reimer or a Martin Jones. I think either of those guys would kind of make sense at a, a one or two year deal at around 1.5.
0: Do you have a preference on uh, Optimus let's, Rhyme? Let's, or, let's, bring,
1: uh, let's bring Optimus Rhyme in and just to just to terrorize the Leafs a couple times.
0: Wouldn't that be something? If Optimus <laughs> Rhyme comes into Toronto and beats the Leafs in a playoff series, that would uh, just oh. kill people. So.
1: All Mark goes down uh, again. Rhymer comes in, beats the Leafs in the round one. That would be wild.
0: Uh, and you wanted 1.5 uh, for yeah. Rhymer here? Yeah. All right. So There you go. Two goalies done locked in roster size currently sitting at 18 7.729 million dollars cap space currently available you're fe- you're basically still looking for uh two more centers and a right winger how do you kind of utilize this remaining cap space to fill out this roster and continue to maybe add some depth here
1: so that cap space is a tad misleading because we're going to need about five more guys to round out this roster right we're going to want a roster size right. of 23 to fill this cap so Yes. Let's bring two guys up from the AHL first uh, in order to do that, in order to fill out this depth spot. So let's go um, Fabian Lysel. Let's get him up there. He had a very nice debut season with Providence last year, uh, the former first round pick in 2021. He had 37 points in 54 games. Let's give him a chance. Uh, I think, honestly, this is a guy who will even have a chance to contribute in a middle six role, maybe, um, as, you know, as, midway through this season uh and then um at center let's bring up uh john beecher another former first round pick 2021 he's uh kind of an ideal sort of death piece a big body who can easily fill in that fourth center role or be you know one of those extra forwards uh not the most offensive output but uh a solid player
0: okay so you brought up your two players from the minors, Russ, size 20, now kind of still looking at that. Hey, three more guys, $5.94 million of cap space. All right.
1: So I want to go and bring back a guy who was on the team last year, was brought uh, onto the team midway through the season and had a solid impact in Garnet Hathaway.
0: And what would you be looking to sign him at 31 years old? He played, uh, says 91 games last year, 13 goals, 10 assists. Uh, where, where are you at with Garnet Hathaway? Like a more depth piece here.
1: Yeah. So evolving hockey has him at a predicted cap hit of 2.27 and a predicted term of three years. I think that's too high considering his output, his age, everything. I don't see that. So like maybe we can give him the term to get him to agree to a lower average, but like I'll still give him the three years. But I'm gonna say it around two at most, I think even one point seven five is fine, but for the sake of this let's let's just let's go with two
0: okay, two million dollars, three years for Garnet Hathaway locked in down to three point nine four getting tight, two more spots available. who takes them and how much money
1: all right, so next up, I'm going to bolster the team on the wings and i'm gonna bring in a guy who really fits i think the bruins mold Uh, a guy who played at boston college uh back before his nhl days a guy from new york who might you know be willing to take a three million dollar deal maybe a little bit lower than what's projected out there uh to play in boston next season and have a chance to win a cup and that guy is miles wood I think you can convince him to come over there. And I think he really fits what the Bruins are doing. He really fits that team. I think you can, you know, if you can offer him like even some term here, like maybe three mil a year for like five years, he's coming off a bit of a down season. Production wasn't that high. Uh, Didn't have a great playoffs by any means. Didn't, you know, didn't produce much. And also was taking a lot of penalties. I think maybe... That would make sense. I think that for the team and player, um, obviously the average just isn't that high, but I still think that that's a pretty fair deal for both parties.
0: Yeah, I would agree here. I think that this, based on where he dropped down uh, from his level of play last year, and then you're going to basically put him in a spot where you can give him some term, that extra little cushion on top of that, I think it could uh, allow him to have a little bit more interest in signing there. So we add on Miles Wood. Now we kind of are looking at one more roster spot. We got about nine hundred and forty thousand dollars in cap space. We I gave you that extra room on the Patrice Bergeron deal yeah. and we're using we're using every penny of it. Who's taking up the final little piece of uh, cap space here for the Bruins next season?
1: Let's uh let's bring back a guy to Boston who was just here last year in Thomas Noshek. I think a guy who really fills that 4C role really well. And I think you can convince him to come back on like a one or two year deal at a little bit under, uh, you know, 950, maybe like 925. I think that's that's a pretty fair deal given his production and, um, you know, just being able to keep him in Boston.
0: So we'll go to your deal on that 925. Honestly, this may be a situation where you have to go one year on it if he's gonna go to the 925 and say, hey, maybe this is a prove it year kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then, yeah, maybe you can get your money after. But based on what we were talking about with the production, hey, you got your opportunity in Boston last year. We're gonna give you another one to come back. I would say one year, 925 is, uh, is appropriate. Okay, so now we're currently sitting at a roster size of 23. We've got about $15,000 in cap space available. Let's go through the roster and quickly build out the lines the way that we were looking at uh, how these things might play out next year. So pulling it up here, just going through the forwards, you got the defense pretty much built out. The goaltenders, fairly obvious situation there. How do you build out the forward lines?
1: So I think at center here, we're going to go, yeah, Bergeron, Zaka, Coyle, and then Noshik as the 4C. I think that's a decent center depth chart. Hopefully uh, Zaka can continue to fill that role at center. Um, And then we'll have... uh, We'll have Marshawn, yeah, Marshawn and Pasternak first line. Then we'll go um maybe uh Hathaway and uh Trennan on the uh on the second line there. And then we'll go um Frederick. Let's get Frederick over to right wing and uh Wood will play third line left. So coil Wood and Frederick and then uh let's go um Lysel, Nosek and Berggren as the uh, third line.
0: Okay. So then... We're going to have uh, Lysel on the right wing, Nochik at center, and Bergeron le- uh, on the left. And then you currently have John Beecher and AJ Greer as your extras going into next season. So that pretty much builds out where you're at for the Boston Bruins heading into next season. We maxed out the roster size, made some big moves here. Just to quickly recap, uh, you're looking at a Taylor Hall, Jeremy Swayman trade to the Detroit Red Wings. You get back Jonathan Bergeron, a second round pick in 2023 from St. Louis a third-round pick in 2023 that was Detroit's. And then the next move that we made here was Jake DeBrusk. You move out his $4 million, you bring back Yakov Trenin and a third-round pick from the Nashville Predators, and then we go on to sign our free agents and our restricted free agents. The only RFA bringing back here, at least for the big club, is Trent Frederick. We're not necessarily worried about the minor league deals there. So as far as that goes, that will complete this uh, this Boston Bruins off-season plan and predictions. Let us know in the comments your thoughts about how you feel about the trades that we made, the signings, the RFAs, the lineup build out, all that kind of stuff. Let us know in the comments, even, though, even let us know your thoughts on the contracts that were signed, how much they were signed, for the term that was signed we want to hear all of that below and as well make sure to like subscribe and turn on notifications here on the edge hq youtube channels we're going to have plenty more videos like this coming out leading up to free agency and you're not going to want to miss those because you can at least even if you disagree with us you can come here and let us know how ridiculous some of the takes are that we're giving out we're happy to hear them But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Alex, thanks for taking the time to do this. Look forward to seeing everyone soon. Enjoy your summers.